1: Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: This is Seven News with Ann Sanders.
3: Good morning. The town of Batlow is in mourning today as police try to piece together what led to a blaze that killed twin three-year-old girls in the New South Wales Snowy Mountains region. Live to Olivia Leeming, Olivia, investigators uh, combing the scene for clues as to why this happened.
4: Good morning, Agnes. Investigators have been here for nearly three hours combing through the charred remains of this house where these twin girls tragically lost their lives, uh, using drones to map the wreckage as well, collecting evidence as they try and work out what caused this house fire that engulfed the property at 11am yesterday morning. Uh, the Firefighters here had to risk their own lives to try and enter the locked doors to attempt to rescue uh, three-year-olds Aisha and Lynnae Ford as they tried to tried to rescue them, but unfortunately they could not be saved. Their mother, Tarnika, and her five-year-old son were on the outside of the house as the flames took hold and they watched on as firefighters fought the flames. Police have revealed there was a wood fire burning inside the home at the time and that is forming part of the investigation being undertaken by Strike Force Edmondson as family friends pay tribute to the children.
1: They were really beautiful. Um, they were really, really happy, really cheeky, full of life, definitely a lot of personality. They were very, very loved. You know, they had a lot of family, you know, that really loved them. And the kids are alive. She's it's just, it's just going to be so empty now. Family friends
4: coming here today to lay flowers and remember the girls as police prepare to interview both the mother and her ex-partner, the girl's father, insisting they will leave no stone unturned in their effort to work out exactly what
3: happened. Dan? Olivia Leeming, live in Batlow. Thank you, Olivia. In a great story of survival in the animal world, there have been remarkable scenes off the Gold Coast as a man rescued a baby whale caught in shark nets. Bianca Stone is at Burley Heads. Bianca, good morning
5: to you. This man took matters into his own hands. And good morning, he did. It was actually incredible to see this rescue and what was becoming an increasingly life-and-death situation for this whale. It was just after 7 o'clock this morning that a local drone operator was down here at Burley Beach. He was getting pictures of some surface when he noticed a whale in distress. Now, we believe that is a baby humpback whale. It was well and truly entangled in the shark nets off the coast here. He raised the alarm with authorities called the Fisheries Department who takes the lead in these types of rescues. They put SeaWorld on standby. Then, well, time just kept ticking by. A couple of hours later, no-one had turned up to rescue this whale. Then, suddenly, out of nowhere, a hero in a tinny turned up. A single man with a knife. He was wearing board shorts and some flippers. He jumped into the water and cut that humpback whale free, freeing its head first, then its body, and it swam off into the distance. He risked his own life, though, and a $20,000 fine. We were here on the beach at Burleigh, with a group of documentary makers who have been putting together a film, Envoy Cull, on the dangers of the shark nets. Here, here's what they had to say about this rescue. Unbelievable, local hero. Um, hats off to him. I mean, we spoke to Fisheries earlier this morning, and obviously they've got a protocol to go through. But you know, while people delay, that baby whale was struggling for its life out there. We could see it, you know, stuck underwater, trussed up like a something caught in a Mexican hammock. And yeah, the Unknown unknown uh, hero just sails in out of nowhere and rescues the baby whale while everyone else is sort of making plans. I guess it is very early in the whale season here on the Gold Coast. Uh, marine biologists believe it was a baby humpback, only about three metres long. As for its chance of survival, well, hopefully, Anne, its mother is out there and they are reuniting as we speak.
3: <laughs> it's so, so incredible. Pictures. Bianca Stone reporting. Thank you, Bianca. An extradition hearing is expected to begin today for a man accused of murdering his parents in Brisbane's north. 31-year-old Christopher Puglia is charged with murdering his parents, Frank and Loris, at the family's bed and breakfast at Joyner on Sunday afternoon. He was arrested in Sydney's north on Sunday night. Queensland detectives have travelled to Sydney for the extradition hearing, but are now trying to negotiate their return in line with COVID restrictions. The New South Wales Government has announced that students will return to the classroom full-time from Monday. There'll be increased hygiene maintenance and no assembly or excursions as face-to-face teaching resumes. Alex Hart has more.
0: And the Premier says she is satisfied this is safe. And in the best interests of students, Gladys Berejiklian had already indicated she wanted children back at school full-time by the end of the month, in line with the federal government's timeline. Now the date has been finalised after being endorsed by Cabinet late yesterday. So, students to return full-time, face-to-face, from next Monday the 25th of May. Hand sanitiser, temperature monitors and increased cleaning are just some of the health and safety measures that have been rolled out to help protect school communities from corona. Virus, but the Premier says she does expect there will be infections in schools.
6: From now on, we don't ever want to see a situation where all schools are closed.
0: School won't be exactly as it was pre-crisis. There'll be no assemblies, no excursions, no inter-school sports the time being pick up and drop off times could be staggered so to recess and lunch. Parents are expected to send their children to school even if they do have concerns about their health and safety with online learning to cease at the end of the week.
2: We expect students to attend it is a normal school week from next week and they need to be attending Rolls will be marked as per normal uh, and unexplained absences will be followed up.
0: Health authorities maintain schools are safe for students and staff. In the past 24 hours, New South Wales recorded just two new cases out of 5,300 tests. Both were returned travellers from overseas already in hotel quarantine.
3: Thanks, Alex. Three Melbourne nursing homes have gone into lockdown over the past 24 hours over coronavirus fears. Laurel Irving joins us from our Melbourne newsroom. Good morning, Laurel. There is some confusion over whether these residents have been exposed to COVID-19.
2: That's right, Anne, there is. We have a nursing home in Melbourne's east, the Hammond Care facility in Caulfield, which has gone into lockdown after a resident, a female resident there, tested positive. But her second test came back negative, so the home's now waiting for the third test, but in the meantime has gone into full lockdown procedures that residents in isolation today, all staff and other residents at the facility are being tested as well. There's another, her home in Melbourne's eastern suburbs, Linden Aged Care in Camberwell, We also understand there's been a positive test there The Villa Maria Centre in Bundura in Melbourne's northeast is also in lockdown. And again, confusion there because a resident there had an inconclusive test and then the second test came back negative, but all inconclusive tests here are being treated as positive. So again, that home is in lockdown. And just in the past couple of minutes, we've learned of a fourth nursing home, MyCare in Kilsyth, is also in lockdown with a possible positive diagnosis. Now, we've seen, haven't we, in New South Wales, the devastating effects if this virus spreads through nursing homes. So, Victorian health authorities taking no chances. Anne?
3: Laurel Irving with that very latest news from Melbourne. Thank you, Laurel. In a major turn of events, China has bowed to international pressure, agreeing to an independent probe into the coronavirus outbreak. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra. Taylor, good morning. Take us through these details.
6: Good morning, Anne. Well, the Chinese president has agreed to support an inquiry into the global response to the coronavirus led by the World Health Organization, but only once the pandemic is under control. During a virtual meeting of the World Health Assembly, President Xi Jinping backed down from a threat to block a review that could see China scrutinized over their handling of the outbreak.
5: We have acted with openness, transparency, and responsibility. We have provided information to the WHO and the relevant countries in the most timely fashion.
6: But just hours after the Health Assembly, China followed through on its threat to impose a crippling 80% tariff on Australian barley, leaving a gaping $600 million hole in the export market for Australian growers. It marks a major escalation in tensions between the two nations, with some seeing the tax hike as retaliation for Australia leading the push for an inquiry into the origins of coronavirus. Trade Minister Simon Birmingham says Australia hasn't broken any trade rules and will consider an appeal.
0: We will th- thoroughly scrutinise and analyse the details of this. We continue to reject any idea that Australian farmers uh, are subsidised or dump their product on global markets.
6: The Australian government has also vowed to work with producers to find new markets until the
3: situation is resolved. Anne. Taylor Aiken, live in Canberra. Thank you, Taylor. A Melbourne musician has used his bass guitar to fight back against two armed intruders who held a knife to his partner's throat. The thieves fled as he chased them out of his house. Tegan Dolling reports.
6: It was 2am, the homeowners were inside getting ready for bed when armed men stormed, smashed through their front door and demanded car keys. But, Mike, you didn't find the car keys, you uh, picked up something else.
0: Yeah, I picked up the guitar, so I went looking for the car keys, couldn't find where they were, and then uh, looked around what else I could grab, and I went, well, I've got guitars, but I don't want to grab the good ones, so I grabbed the bass I've had since my 21st birthday, which is worth next to nothing, and decided that uh, I'd use it like a battle axe. And uh, scare them off. Yell at, yell at them, and uh, chase them down the street. Smash the window in their car and make them run off. Yeah. yeah.
6: And and they actually threatened you. They had a knife from me through what was said and, I suppose, what was going through your head at the time. Um, Very terrifying. Um, Mainly they just yelled and screamed at us uh, to give them the keys. Uh, Where were the keys? Um, Backed me into the bathroom with my hands up. I said that I didn't know and uh, just hoped that I didn't say anything wrong to make them mad or make them uh, do anything to myself or to to Mike. Um, And, yeah... ran off then they ran off yeah very scary so they they did run off luckily neither mike or anna were hurt and the thieves actually didn't get away with anything now there were two that were inside another two or three inside the car and it was uh, a dark colored hatchback which then fled off down the road a terrifying night but um one to remember i'm sure
3: Indeed. (laughs) thank you tegan A trial in the United States is showing promising results after a vaccine against COVID-19 produced protective antibodies in a small group of healthy volunteers. It's now been given the green light to start the second stage of human testing. Amelia Brace reports.
7: As the world works to find a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine, US manufacturer Moderna says it's seeing promising results in human trials. The biotech company has preliminary data that suggests firstly its vaccine is safe and also that it triggers the immune response capable of preventing the disease. Moderna measured antibodies in eight people it vaccinated, all developed neutralising antibodies that blocked the ability of the virus to infect cells.
5: We are already seeing an immune response at the level of people who've been infected with this virus and are believed now not to uh, be susceptible to further disease.
7: So far, Moderna has vaccinated between 60 and 100 participants. Starting in July, the company plans to begin large-scale clinical trials, which typically consist of tens of thousands of people. If those studies are successful, the company hopes to have a vaccine on the market in the first half of next year.
0: What big news it is medically. Uh, we are so far ahead of uh, where you would normally be just from a logistical standpoint.
7: While the president waits for a vaccine, he's taking a different approach. Today admitting he's been taking hydroxychloroquine despite warnings it's dangerous.
0: I happen to be taking it. I happen to be taking it. Hydroxychloroquine? Hydroxychloroquine. I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. Right now, yeah.
7: The drug has potentially serious side effects, including altering the heartbeat in a way that could lead to sudden death. America's Food and Drug Administration has warned against its use. Hi.